Guess who? <laughs> You're back on Anderson Street. It's Vicky, your host. And we're just going to keep that pattern pop in of keeping these intros quick and easy. So you're here, you're listening to a discussion on digital nomading. Um, We've got a table of some people that have been nomads for quite some time, juxtaposed to those that wouldn't have considered it before, along with someone that can work from home, but not quite like on the road, travel, go internationally just yet. So we've got a wide table. This is more of a how-to you know, as opposed to anything sort of controversial or provocative. So we always want to provide a little light (laughs) conversational activity, you feel me? So at the table, we have Nicole, uh, who used to work for Remote Year. We've got Coleman, who uh, doesn't work remotely and hadn't really thought about it prior to. Dina, she was in my group on Remote Year, Remote Year Earhart, and Flex, Again, she is here, and I didn't really realize just how damn consistent she was until I started doing these openers. So, uh, Flex works for a work-from-home sort of environment uh, some part, a part of the week. So, we've got a wide table here, and you know the drill. We want to know who you vibed with. We want to know who you felt, et cetera, et cetera. So, let us know. Again, if you prefer a little visual activity, feel free to subscribe and like us on YouTube. Definitely don't forget about Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thank you so much for being here and welcome to our table. How would you describe remote year? Remote year? Yeah, how would you describe it? How, um, how do you describe it? To the, to the humans. Um, no, to, no, because I've had I to, I've, you know I've interviewed, is. so many people have interviewed me because I went through the whole process coming out and what is remote year? And it is, you are working and traveling around the world for a year. That's the simplest thing. Sure. It is not a vacation. In fact, you don't take a vacation for a year. You yeah. kind of, you work, every day yeah you just don't work eight hours a day or you can you can work 20 hours a day but you also take when you take your break you're not going to the lunchroom you're gonna go and ride elephants and you're going to raft down a river in vietnam you're gonna do amazing experiences and you're going to fall in love with this community of people that you're traveling with throughout the year it is a gift that you give to yourself while being able you don't to travel with other people that way. Oh, hell yeah, I do. Wow. Remote Year was a gift I gave to myself, just like I was saying in the other room, seriously. Remote Year wasn't for, it wasn't for my family, it wasn't for anybody but me. Yeah. It was a gift I gave to myself after all these years of working and toiling and being crazy. It was a wonderful, wonderful experience. I mean, you get friends out of it, you get to learn about culture out of it. You get to grow as a human being. You get to trust yourself. But just more than anything else, I really, I really wanted to do something just for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think you still could have done something like that without the structure of Remote Year? Yeah, yes, And I know I that it's possible, but I'm just wondering like why someone would opt to do go, it go through Remote Year versus just saying like, hey, I'm gonna like pack up my bags and travel and, and get out of here. Because it can be lonely. Fo- loneliness and focus. Mm. Um, 
Remote Year gave me the opportunity to have someone else take care of all the travel in mm -hmm. my home and all that. <laughs> Vicky. <laughs> Vicky, mm -hmm. Mama Vicky and Gorka yes. uh -huh. took care of that for us so that I could focus on other things. Right. Because mm -hmm. um, logistics can sometimes take the fun out of oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't want to do it. And so I, yeah. I, I've, I've taken, I did a remote year type thing on my own for three months mm -hmm. um, about eight years ago. Okay. Right before I moved to New York. And it was a very different experience, a very different trip. I loved it, mm -hmm. glad I did it. Remote Year just gave me the opportunity to do it for longer and mm -hmm. concentrate more on me than the logistics. That being removed and also the community aspect, uh -huh. um, the traveling with the same people for an entire year. Mm -hmm. And like a family, you're, you're loving everybody one day, you're kind of yeah. wanting to be your, by yourself another day, because yeah. some days you're like, I don't even want to see them again. Mm -hmm. um, Learning, learning through that process too. So remote year makes you grow as a team. Mm -hmm. So if you come back to a bigger corporation, you have a different team aspect, and you can understand the dynamic a little better. Mm -hmm. And even a family, yeah, yeah. because Absolutely. this really is a family. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever think, Coleman, that you could travel as much as we just did? For I mean, I feel like I'd have to kind of rethink some things. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you definitely have to rethink yeah. that you thing. Should. Yeah. Right. But you were saying that, like, you know, you've done long weekends and maybe you logged in a few hours, but you knew, like, there was a finite amount of hours you're about to log in. Like, right. I'm going to log in for five hours, that's that, because I'm on office. I'll put up out of office emails. Right. Yeah. But, like, like we, and I'll speak, I'm not going to speak for myself. Um, we feel like, you know, you can't do that. We are almost overcompensate. Yes. Working much more than because we're seen as not doing Correct. anything. Right. So we're always on vacation because we're posting dope photos, but like those yeah. two hours that we weren't working. I think what Dina said about like, okay, it's not a vacation, it looks like a vacation to the right. untrained eye. Yeah. You right. see people like, I'm convinced that there wasn't much work going on. Right. That, that, that obviously wasn't the case. Right. But, right. But you but, wouldn't have, but yeah. you, how would you know that? When I'm sitting in a cubicle and my friend right. is putting up pictures from Vietnam riding an elephant, like, I'm going, bullshit. <laughs> right. Exactly. But it's so untrue. I mean, to the point where we actually had to take a vacation. We took one and went to Cartagena and went to Casa Naago because everybody had been working for a full year. And by the time we got to Bogota, we're like, we need a family vacation mm -hmm. because we we felt like we've been all over the world, but we've kind of been nowhere together. And so when we took that vacation, everybody just had such a good time, and we came back refreshed. And you would think that's crazy; these people that, are that on these trips. people are on vacation. Yeah. But like you We're run not. yourself ragged, yeah. actually, with the amount of travel that we were doing. Yeah, sure. What did you find most people, so for work, what were most people doing? Were they working for themselves? Was it freelance type stuff? Were you involved with people who were working within a larger organization who had yes. opportunity? Well, you in sales, that's interesting. Like, because talking to yeah. people, you probably found a lot yeah. of a wider burst See, of employment. Yeah, so um, I think remote year is really great for like entrepreneurs or freelancers because it is super flexible um, and you're surrounded by a lot of people that are trying to figure it out as well. Um, I think the people that really struggled were ones that went, everybody else was in the office back from where they, they were and they had to work specific hours or um, in their time zone. In their, their time, time zone. zone. Yeah, we had that, that conversation. Yeah, and then you have like, you know, your bosses and managers, and if they're seeing what you do on Instagram or social media, they think right. that you're not working. Yeah. So again, you overcompensate, and um, especially if you're client facing, like yeah. it's just 
it was, yeah, like social media and Instagram do not paint the picture of like of what's really of happening. what's really like happening. we had we had one uh, one of our friends and remotes that literally brought his actual laptop everywhere we went and it had to be logged in because yeah. he had the lock like yeah. his employer saw right. and it was like a super secret computer too that would give so like it couldn't get lost or, or yeah. stolen or anything because yeah. you have to fly back to this country to go get a new one yeah. right. because it was some secret stuff clandestine activity yeah. but he had to keep it open it had to be yeah. open yeah. and everywhere oh, oh my god hiking like volcanoes the whole thing on and the back of a of the, the red truck in Vietnam and he's holding on to the computer and, and zooming along yes top yes top. I do that when I'm working from do. home when I have to pee. I'm like yeah. making sure like, it doesn't shut off. I'm like yeah. hitting the keyboard. Yeah, because like, like that anxiety. Right, happening. they think you're not doing anything. Right. So let alone travel. What's a further answer question? Freelancers, design, graphic design. Right. 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 Developer. But developers. Big too. I mean, my yeah. roommate, she worked for Cisco, which is one of the biggest companies right. in the world. And she was like a guinea pig for Cisco to do remote work. Exactly. And now, yeah. That's kind of another thing. Like, Obviously, I see the benefits of doing this. I mean, it sounds like yeah. a great opportunity, but uh, how do you think you educate, <laughs> let's call it traditional employers to give people this opportunity? Okay. Because I can guarantee if I got my office, my office, ain't no way in hell you're going around the world. What do you do in a work? What do you do? I mean, I work, you know, within a commercial real estate group. Okay. So it's a little bit more rigid to, sure, to you know, say, hey, I want to. Let's say traditional office hours. I think it's an interesting answer for you to provide because Flex came to visit us. And she works for a traditional employer, yeah. but like not, but kind of, well, but they've all had a remote year, but you saw what our day-to-day -day life. Yeah. So I, I'm interested also in what you saw. Yeah. Well, um, I'll preface that by saying I work for a traditional company that I work remotely. I have a 40 hour work week like most people, but however, I want to divide that up and from where is up to me. If I want to come in at eight in the morning and work till 11 and then sign back on at home from 3.30 to 8.30, there's my eight hours. It was done and I can do it from anywhere. But they draw the line at something like remote year because I had applied for it and it got denied. Mm -hmm. And despite being run by traditional minded people. We're a, a holistic nutrition school with students from over 150 countries around the world. So it baffled me that they wouldn't ever want anybody yes. on the site anywhere. Exactly. Most of which are from South America, Australia, New Zealand, and- Where um, remote you go? Yes, so and I remember actually like looking at the different trips and being like, this one actually makes yeah. the most sense for like where we are. And they still were like, no. Um, and. Part of, part of why they said no was because they just believe that you, you, you need to show up to the office, you need to do your job when you're here, even mm -hmm. if you're working part of your day from home, like that was just, like that did not fly. Yeah. And so I get it, like maybe a traditional, like a, a real estate company that you work for is a little bit even more like rigid, right. but I was like, how in the world are they yeah. not letting me do this? Right. I, oh. uh, I applied for remote year as a participant before oh. I worked for remote year. Oh, really? And I worked at an educational travel company, so Nobody worked remotely, but you know, we were this global company education was like or travel was like, you know A form of education mm -hmm, and that's right. what they so right. I was like, let me practice what we preach yeah, Let yeah. me go on remote year. I got into the program and they were like No, like, they yeah. my boss was like I wouldn't even know where to begin to even think about this like yeah. now and then wow. I had to think about like what did that mean for me did, how much did I want to travel like mm -hmm. but I yeah I couldn't get over the fact of you know, you're, this should be right up your alley. Like, mm -hmm. especially for you, if you're already remote mm -hmm. and you're, it's a global company, like mm -hmm. why not? 
And I think what's really interesting is like you, if you don't do your work, you should be fired. Mm -hmm. Whether Whether you're here or there. Whether you're here or there. And it's like, if you don't have a way to figure out if people are doing their work. Then you need to reassess how you manage. And if you don't trust me to do my work, why do you trust me when we're in the office? Right, right. I've probably said that exactly. I think (laughs) it's a different thing though. I I think to look from an employer's point of view, Mm -hmm. if they allow you to do this, then they may have problems with the employers who are employees who are still at home. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's an issue that some of the people on our Remote Your Trip, now that they are back, their, their bosses are even harder on them mm-hmm. because they feel, I gave you something, I allowed you to be yeah. right, so now you owe me. Mm-hmm. And it's made it difficult on the flip side. Mm-hmm. And so, and then some people, you know, traditional work, they just want you in the office. They want to see you. They don't, they don't trust that you're working unless we can see you. Mm-hmm. Because the whole idea of work is a toil and it shouldn't be from some points of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it shouldn't be, it should Fun. be comp, um, combined with fun or pleasure or even satisfaction mm-hmm. it should be work mm-hmm. the four-letter word mm-hmm. so that's some reasons why they say no because i'm going to cause a global problem if i let you as a singular person do this yeah and i remember my employer saying that and i think that's mm-hmm. an interesting point to bring up almost like they're doing me a favor by letting me go Absolutely. and live you my life and do all these things exactly. when it's like what about the benefit that i'm bringing to you by by allowing me to do have this opportunity right. and i don't think that some of these more traditional minded employers they're not looking at it like yeah. that and that's the problem right. they're not seeing the value on the other right. on the other end i think there's two main things for in in my perspective and one of them is we are only going to become more globalized, yeah. right? Yes. We're only gonna have more technology that allows, mm-hmm. you know, shorter time span to get someone on, on a Zoom call, or I mean, flights are getting shortened that are all the way to Hong Kong from here mm-hmm. or whatever. It's just becoming the, the movement of peoples is so much quicker mm-hmm. and will only become more so. So it seems to be like making no sense in my yeah. mind that you would not want your employee employee to be as globalized and individual as possible and understand like possibly gain another language and now you've added another asset to that to that person and then secondly I mean the amount of uh, uh, (laughs) uh, criticism on Millennials is you know, okay. this is tra- 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 but, but I know because I know know you're gonna feel certain way about that but like we'll stay in a place I will stay in a place for a long amount of time if you give me a little bit I'll give you a lot. Can you give me a little? And I really don't want to have to ask you for permission to take vacation. Mm -hmm. Just let me me. do this and I'm going to do it real well. And I dare you to give me a little pilot month to test it out because I will come back doing hella well. And then let's, let's, let's do this. I'll stay with you for 10 years. I'll be like our parents' generation where people were out here staying, but like, give me a little bit more. A little more. Yeah. I will fly to Mexico for, for my doctor's appointment. I don't need health insurance. I said it. I'm sorry. I'm not well, going to be here. The thing is, is that like, you know, uh, employees get really frustrated when they feel like they have to, they're doing so much work and it's not getting recognized and you have to put together, uh, you know, a whole presentation of like why I deserve a raise and it's like, or something like yeah, yeah, yeah. this, th- this is what I, I deserve or like what I'm asking for. And if they just flipped it and they gave people either like more trust or mm-hmm. a little bit more money without having to be asked right people would be like 
oh, wow, they value me so much. I'm going to double like what I'm currently doing mm-hmm. just because I feel valued or like, you know, right. I'm getting something that's bettering me. And it's just like, just flip it, let that happen and trust until somebody breaks that. And then in office or not in office, like, mm-hmm. and something else that I wanted to say about like traveling really quickly and Zoom calls. We have some remote employees in my office, some not. And everyone, when we have a meeting in the office, we're always late to the meeting. And people are sitting on Zoom and they're like, five minutes go by. Like, what right. is this meeting right. still happening? Right. Is this meeting still is happening? It's the Wi-Fi. Like, and I'm like, like, guys, we need to be better if, all, if we're all in person to like start meetings on time. Yeah. We waste so much time, whereas everybody's like ready to go the at 12 o'clock. The overcompensation factor of people that are, that are remote yeah. right there. Yeah. Well, I want to go back to a point you just said about um, if you give me more, I will be a better employee. Um, A lot of employers who are actually in my generation Mm -hmm. think that you should be happy that I'm giving you a job, period. And because, and so why do I have to give you more when I give you a paycheck Mm -hmm. and I give you employment? Mm -hmm. So why are you asking me for more? And that is the mindset. So the problem, well, we're in an interesting time. Right. And that we are transitioning. Mm -hmm. So when the generation following me starts to head more companies that employ more people, mm-hmm. then you're going to see that flexibility because they've, they've experienced, they've had a whole different life experience than someone from my generation. And so they may say yes, but people from my generation, I mean, even me coming back to America and people saying to me, oh, you've been on a year-long vacation. And I'm thinking, God, no. Um, But that is their mindset because they can't even envision Mm -hmm. going away for a year. They barely envision taking a weekend off Mm -hmm. or shutting their phone off, Mm -hmm. um, picking it up. When they wake up in the morning, it's the first thing they look at before they even look at their spouse or whoever's laying next to them. They look at the phone to see, who reached out to me overnight? What do I need to address? So they don't even think about themselves in it as an individual. We're, we're kind of becoming Ottomans. Yeah. And so to ask to be an individual, to be able to say, I'm going to go out into the world. I'm going to do my thing and take care of you too. It's a foreign concept yeah. completely yeah, to them. So this change that's happening, it, it is indeed happening. This train has left the you station. You think it's not a yeah. phase? It's not a fad? It is it's not, not a fad. It's not a phase. It's mm-hmm. left the station because more and more people, because of the internet and because I can do whatever I want to do mm-hmm. from my computer, I'm not going to be employing as many people. The org- I think the organizations are going to get smaller mm-hmm. as things can be done, um, as jobs are being, traditional jobs are going away mm-hmm. because more things can be done automatically so you're not going to need as big an infrastructure right. as people yeah. needed before. Right. Yeah. So that mindset of I can be anywhere and do anything, oh yes, it's definitely coming, it's just not here today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, the I amount agree. of money saved on any overhead or administrative Well, that's or what I, I have to too. pay for my employees to have a metro card. Yeah. Right. That's what we have. I was like, that's one less Metro card you'd need for me. Even if you'd looked at our whole department, if you eliminated my desk, the person next to me, all these desks, that's half of the floor that you're paying rent on here on Fifth Avenue. Like, Correct. you don't yeah. think that that's in your best interest? And then you're you're limiting the pool of who you who you can hire. Who's attracted right. to that's Because true. it's that's like, true. you know, okay, if we're only hiring people that can be in New York, you're, you are just 
you know, oh, you might be a better a better employee, you might be a better mm-hmm. option, but you live in, right. it's just you know, limiting. Chicago, or you live in the middle yeah. of nowhere, right. Right. and you don't like to live in the city. So mm-hmm. it's just like, open that world up, and you're going to get people who live even all over the world, yeah. and your company is going to be better for it. What were you going to say? Kind of two things kind of come to mind. I mean, first thing from the employee-employer, it sounds like we're talking about this a lot from the employee perspective. Mm -hmm. Is the employer gonna have the same type of flexibility as the employee? When you start mixing in kids in the situation, family dynamics, how does this now come into play where does that flexibility shrink? Obviously, but then how does that flexibility still stay intact and be able to have that remote flexibility if you will, yeah. with what if remote is working from you know? home with your kids yeah. and your family? That's doesn't what it have makes to be like overseas. The moms at my job that work from home Monday through Friday because it makes it easier to get their kids up in the morning to make yeah. dinner and to well, be more present. Yeah, this is the thing that's interesting is people with families, I think, have in the past been able to get more flexibility at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't have a family, and like, I'm always the one who. Employees will be like, oh, well, she's here. Like, she can yeah. work later. Yeah, she yeah. can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can work around the holidays. You don't have to do yeah, that. I'm like, oh, can I work from home? single. Can I work from home three days energy. a week? But why? If I had said, oh, because I have a family and I like need that, people yeah. would be like, okay, that makes sense. But if yeah. it's like, oh, because I want to explore this part of my life, yeah. people would be like, mm, that's, that's no, really like, no, they're no, not get really. out of here with that yeah. idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just the, the generations yeah. that have been. I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. Massive, like, massive transition. Yeah. I mean, when you really think about the change in, in employment, right, it hasn't been since like the labor laws in the mm-hmm. 20s. Yeah. That where like it became the eight hour day. So mm-hmm. from then till now, like yeah. things have been the same. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of about time that there's change. Yeah. What else were you going to say? Yeah, you were saying something else. Go on. Go on. Yeah, the other yeah. thing, like, okay, when I was coming through school. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Like, online classes had just started, and it was a way to not have to do anything. Right. It was an easy A. You okay. know, you had yeah. to test for the yeah, most yeah. part. Online classes, which I think That's now true. people are getting. Certifications. From, a, from yeah, an educational yeah. perspective, people are much more. I guess they're open to it, open to it and it's taken more seriously it. than ever before. So I think yeah. that makes certainly the idea of working remote much more attractive mm-hmm. to younger generations yeah. um, who probably had that technology mm-hmm. infrastructure in yeah. place to work yeah. remote. Yeah, I don't, I don't have that. <laughs> well, I have a question for you. Do you feel? <laughs> like, do you feel like you could do your your job your day to day from a remote location? Do you think you can? Like just from home? Yeah, from home. Just like, from home. Just from home. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. But is that okay. because your commercial real estate world is New York, or do you? We're national. So, so yeah, no. I could. Yeah. Okay, so, if so you can work from home, hundred percent. Like, what are you doing then? <laughs> The only thing is, I would need like six monitors. I like having all my monitors. So oh, well, working off one computer is oh, yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, there are we're, people who carried around more than one. I, yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand. I can't work off one whole, monitor. They'd have the whole oh. I feel you with that because I have two at work and they're massive. But oh, when I'm home, okay. I'm like, oh, I wish I had my other screen oh. sometimes. Yeah, people but. traveled with. I never saw more than two, though. Monitors. I never saw more than two. But you saw more than two. Interestingly enough, I'm working from two monitors now at where I am now I bring in my computer and they gave Mm -hmm. me one and they question whether I'm working Mm. I'm like I have oh, because one's for personal and one's yeah. for no, no. professional. Well, the the fact of the matter is, I work from two because I'm I'm constantly getting calls all day, and 
I can work on one project and then stop and work on another, go back to it, and rather than right. switch screens. And mm -hmm. it's just more efficient right, right, to right. me. But to them, they think, she's doing other things. Because you brought this new yeah. thing from remote here. And nobody, nobody understands. And I'm like, what in the world? I'm like, like do you want to yes. sit on this side with me? Like, Come over here. Come over. If I have one screen, I can be online shopping too. Yeah. And I do I, I, that I, I, every day. <laughs> I mean, I, that's just something I would never do. I'm like, oh, never, oh. ever do. Yeah, me neither. The only oh. thing I buy online are plane tickets. Seriously. So, oh, I think, oh, that's two flights. Yeah. So I think it's, it's uh, so I just moved from traveling no home suitcase life to like an apartment. And yes, now I'm going, time. now I go to my office and now I have two screens, but I didn't have, and I, what I'm realizing is I will use whatever I have in front of me. Like, if you cool. give me two two screens, mm -hmm. I'm gonna take advantage of it. If you make me only do one, I'll be fine. Give me an iPad. If you give me an apartment, I'll fill it with shit and Correct. like buy stuff that I don't need. Right. But if I don't have that, I'll just make do with what I have. Right. So it's just been a fascinating like transition. I have a question for you. Go. So, did you come straight back? Uh, uh, no. I. I finished up in Mexico, right? Ten days in the house in Jersey. So yes, and you then I went again back to America for ten days, and then I went to the UK for vacation. For, oh yes, that's right, you for did. a month. And the reason I'm asking this is because did you have FOMO over Gorka being out in the world? Um, great question. No. Okay. I've also never been a FOMO person. I think it's because I'm an only child. Oh, so okay. I love. I don't care what anybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. However, never missing out. <laughs> right, like don't care. I'm always good. Right, like okay. I'm always with myself. Right. That's good. But right now, oh, I didn't mean being with her. I just meant the activity. Yes. So not then, but now, 100. percent But now, 100. I'm having a really hard time. And, yes. And Nicole All knows me. South something. Africa has affected me greatly. Greatly. So my work wife Gorka, who I was with day in day out, we lived together. If I was mad at her, I only could talk to her about it. If I was sad, she was the only one I was talking to about it. So it was like we. That was the longest relationship I've ever had. <laughs> and um, we didn't know each other in advance. They like set us up together. Okay. So it was married at first sight. Married at first sight. <laughs> um, and. Uh, she's traveled a ton. I've traveled a ton in different ways or whatever, but she's continued. She still works for the company. She does sales now, um, which is totally her world because she's like super competitive natured. So like, yeah, she's she living, she's alive. And I'm like, I'm back in New York because I'm going to start a business because I can't get a job since no one's going to hire me. So frig everybody else. I'm out here with my little life. I have an apartment now. I, these are the things that I wanted, right? And I literally, I'm, I think I need to delete Instagram. <laughs> I can't. I, I, you know, I'm. Looking, I'm off clean living. Yeah, clean. I'm trying to detox. <laughs> I, I shut down last night. I was over. I can't. Yeah. They're all together they're, still yeah. and living yes. their life, and I know they're working. Yes. I don't care. All right, you are still out here living at your epitome life, and I feel like I have. I feel like I've succumbed. I don't know how anybody else is going to take that, but like I'm back where I'm from. Exactly what I've always portrayed myself to not do. Correct. And, you know, <laughs> I work at a studio where I manage it, but it's part-time. And I have two weeks vacation, but I'm like, what am I going to do with that? Can I take that consecutively? Is that two weeks within a calendar year? Can I start that now? Does it reset on January 1st? <laughs> like, it's the only thing I care about, right? And I'm just like, I am having a hard time acclimating to how much of the world sees normalcy. Correct. <laughs> Most certainly as a result of 
watching the people that I was with continue to do what we were doing together. Correct. Where I thought when we finished, I was like, deuces, I'm done. Like I have been about 70% of myself this entire year and I need to like sleep for about three months and then possibly talk to some people <laughs> after that three months. Just hold them on, not talk. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, oh, what am I doing? I should just do that again. I should just go back to remote year. Oh my God, January 27th, that trip that's leaving, I just want to get on it. I seriously have no desire to do anything else. So what's the drawback of not doing it if it sounds like that's what you want to do and you can do it? I have to make massive amounts of money right now and what I'm doing right now allows me to do that. Okay. It's really what it is. Mine is fear-based. Okay. Well, I guess ideally, or not ideally, like at the end of the day, you could kind of like continue to just do remote year over and over and over again, whether that's with remote year or just on your own. Of course. So like, well, you if that's how you're- keep popping Oh, of out. course. Yeah, especially Easy. if you're an entrepreneur doing something that mm -hmm. like you can really do your own thing or your employer is just really cool about it. But like, what would prevent you then from just saying, hey, like- Nothing. The nothing. reason that I'm here right now is to be with my family mm -hmm. and to create this. I'm here to create a foundation for this because this is one of the best cities to do something entrepreneurial like that. Boom. And especially if you're from here and you know, everybody got a guy. I got a guy that has a sign, I got a guy that got a camera, I got a guy that got this. I can't do that elsewhere Correct. as well as I can do it here. So I like understand logically that this is where I need to be at this moment. I'm trying hard not to put a limit because timing then screw, because nothing ever goes to time. Correct. But like not more than two years though. <laughs> like no timeline, but. Here's the thing though. Uh, this lifestyle that is very new, whether like as amazing as it is, as, as the drawbacks are, like it's not sustainable for your entire life. No, it's, no, just, it's, it's not. not right? It's not. So, it's called it's, remote year. It, yes, but like digital nomading oh, wow. is the term that's like. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like mm -hmm. that's not like a sustainable lifestyle. So eventually, at some point, you are going to come back. Yeah. And when you come back, like how do you integrate into life? Like from like an employer's perspective, mm -hmm. like. It's very weird. Like, is yeah. that is that person gonna jump ship again because they get unsettled? Correct. Yeah. That was the what question I got in my yeah. interview. They were like, "We never asked this question, but do you think you'll be here for the next year?" And you're like, and "Do I, was I like, have to answer this honestly, or <laughs> right, I'm, gonna, I'm like, what if I just I mean, if yeah. I say yes?" I but that's that. But I headed that off by the the reason I work for the person I work for is because he's a global person. So before they even asked that question, I said. That. Because you're, I've been around the world and you are a global person, I want to work for you because you have a huge brand and I want to learn that from you. And as you grow, I can grow with as well. And, and you know, they just opened London and they have, and they're opening many, many places. I'm like, and that seemed to like, oh, okay. So it made remote year an asset to them because I understand the world in a way that someone who has different. not been anywhere. Right. That's, yeah, that's great. And, and so, and that was the way to head off that question for me with this right. particular yeah. employer. Mm -hmm. I was unemployed for like four, four to five months. Uh, mm -hmm. I quit without a job. I've always had a job. So I was like, and You're a little I, bit stressy. Yeah, I was like I all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I was yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Vicky, what am I doing? I literally <laughs> hate my life. <laughs> and then the next day I'd be like, this is great. This is the best thing. And then the next day I'm like, well, I'm a crazy person. Um, but I don't, just don't like to sit still. Mm -hmm. And I ha was thinking about all of these things like, looking at remote jobs so I can keep traveling. And then as time went on, I was really trying to figure out like why, what about the travel piece? Like why did I want to keep doing that? And at the root of the problem, at the root of it was like, I was just afraid to commit to something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And 
Just in the car we were talking about signing a lease. Yeah, it was like number one fear. Yeah, and I um, I love being able to like pick up and go because mostly when I get bored or whatever, you know, there's something that's that's driving it. And um, I realized I was like, okay, I need to face this this biggest fear that's just to like sit still and try to like acclimate to this life and build How's it something. Been going? Um, so new job, new city nothing i know stable like nothing that was stable so it's been a super big shock um i want to get back to a place that's like i can i can go and travel for a long period of time if i want but i also am happy that i'm gonna be like creating some roots whether i'm probably not gonna be in new york forever but it's kind of nice to um have options to have options and new york city is it's crazy, but it is the mo- most diverse and mm-hmm. insane place in the world. Like people flock here. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you can literally do something every single day different. So it's, you know, yeah, you get that surge of energy when you travel and I'll always have that and I'll always be a traveler even if I'm like sitting still for a minute. But in New York is a good place because it has that mm-hmm. that energy that can like help me in my my crazy life, mm-hmm. uh, but it's too. hard. It's hard, and oh, yes. I think remote year did mess me up a little bit. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, without question. I think that like, and I, in all the traveling that I've done, the main difference is like the extended amount of yeah. time for me. Um, it's never been something as long as as a remote year, um, and I think just in hearing like hearing you guys and others, it's almost like this fear of like stopping this go, go, go sort of. And like, I get that piece because I'm that kind of person too. And like being complacent in anything like freaks me out. So I think it kind of just comes down to figuring out how to establish something for yourself where you still have the flexibility and and the ability to to go and to explore and to do all those things because as we just talked about like remote year over and over and over again isn't really sustainable so at some point you're going to have to figure something out and i feel like that's a delay like you're delaying the inevitable if you just keep doing keep going yeah yeah, yeah. right to to your point like at some point you need to sit down with yourself and be like this is what i this is what i'm about creating your boundaries too because (laughs) remote um coming back and it being so scary and having to adhere to other people's um, this is when you can take vacation. Mm-hmm. There, suddenly, someone else is putting boundaries on your life. Yeah. Um, it's the happy medium that where I think I'm trying to get to so that I can say, all right, I'm going to go away for a while, and then I will come back. It yeah. doesn't have to mean that I'm going to be homeless for the remainder yeah. of my, mm-hmm. my years and just live out of a suitcase. But it also means that I should have the option to do things that I want to do in the time that I wish mm-hmm. to do them, but still have a responsibility to those around me, whether it's a fiduciary responsibility to my employer mm-hmm. or the people who, who love me and have a responsibility to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's finding that particular balance. And that's what coming for me, coming back to from remote year was so scary about. Because what I do, I work like 14 hour days mm-hmm. for weeks on end, mm-hmm. like no weekends off, no days mm-hmm. off, no nothing. And then I knew that if I took this type of job again, I've seen that, didn't like that, mm-hmm. and thought, I'm coming back to New York and going back to exactly what I went to remote year to get away from. Mm-hmm. And yet here I am again. So I'm thinking sometimes remote year seems like so long ago and kind of like a dream um, because now I'm right back getting back into the mindset that I tried to eradicate by going away. I also think um, you asked the question earlier of like what's the question everybody asks which is what's your favorite place that you've been to and um, I was starting to realize that um, you know my favorite places 
it didn't really matter where I was. As corny as this is gonna sound, it was about the people that I was traveling with. For and sure. my people started figuring out that like, you know, they weren't gonna travel every every month to a different place. Like mm-hmm. they were more gonna be settling down and like, mm-hmm. you know, taking a step back. And those are my people. I love meeting new people, but you know, we had dinner with our friend that was in town the other day, like and had the best time I've had in such a long time. And it was in New York City. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. just you know, I'm I'm trying to think of traveling in my life in in more of a who can I go and travel with and visit and like what are the places that we can I can experience with someone, with mm-hmm. someone, um, as opposed to I just want to see this and get a picture and you know go to these cool places. But if I don't do it with a community mm-hmm. or like with people, then it's kind of like okay, I did this cool thing, but <laughs> you know it wasn't as fun as if I had done it with with people and I can you know, do that here, I can do that at home, I can go travel and meet people wherever, you know, friends, but I want to do that, that type of stuff more so than just like checking off the boxes. And when I was looking at jobs, I was like, if I go on a remote, get a remote job and nobody else is really remote or traveling and living that lifestyle, then I'd just be traveling by myself and I'd be like, which is fine for a a small extent, but I don't want to be traveling by myself for forever. And it's so hard to like meet people, but. I guess from I've done a little bit of traveling, not a lot. Obviously, nothing close to what your passports probably look like. Um, so I guess what I'm kind of thinking about is from an employee perspective, what's the want to travel from the employee versus now let's talk about the need to travel. What's kind of the things you guys think you've brought back from that traveling that's helped you in your careers that could be something you go to and say, the reason I'm a more well-rounded candidate or I can provide X, Y, and Z is because I've had this experience which I think trying to get more people exposed to this, whether it be just working remote, I mean, how do you really talk about the benefits from doing this, you know, as opposed to being stationary? I, so I was um, working in a big office, like I think there was a thousand people in our office. We were all really young and we were in sales and I was trying to be a sales manager and I thought I had it all together. Like I was a really good employee and I was on that track, but I was like, you know, a little bit cocky. And I also just didn't have patience for people. I was like, if you're not like, why aren't you working as hard or like what's happening? And I just had, I was just a little bit more impatient and I was a little bit more immature and I was just a little bit, and I traveled a lot, but it was just like, not to this extent and in the past year and a half i've grown so much so much more than i had in the 28 years before that and uh now i i do feel like i approach things in a much better way in the in the workplace so i'm much more um open-minded of like trying to figure out who you are as a person what you're where you're coming from because you know i grew up in boston and we're New York's the most diverse place. Boston's not very diverse. So it's like we're all coming from the same circle right now. And um, and it just opened my eyes that everybody's dealing with something or come from different backgrounds or but we're all pretty much we're all pretty similar. So um, like we're all just humans. We're all just trying to figure it out. But if you don't get if you don't have the space to uh, meet new people and, and learn that stuff, then you're doing yourself a dis- disservice. And then in the office, you you're just it's more about work, 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 and you never get to know your coworkers, and then you never get to know what makes them tick and how, how right. to work with them and how to get the most out of, if you're a manager, or to get the most out of your, your coworkers that you're working with. And 
I am just approaching it in a much more humane way than I was before, which was just like, I'm going to climb to the top. Right. And I'm like, well, what the hell is that now? Right. You know, like, yeah. what is the top? Do I even want to be there? I just really want to like meet people, learn from them and try to like work with my coworkers more than, than I ever did before. And I do uh, chalk that up to, to traveling. Um, and I think I'm much a much better asset now than I was back then. Uh, and I would have done fine, but I'm just enjoying it more. And I think I'm giving more than I was before. Um, I think you said yeah. something, you just said something kind of brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God. Oh God. <laughs> it's the wine. So. <laughs> In that you, you had worked so much that you didn't get a chance to have a human interaction with the people that were under you and that you were working amongst. Mm-hmm. And I think because people work so much now, it's so pervasive in your life that nobody is valuing the fact that you need a little downtime, whether you're going away for a year or whether you're going away for an afternoon, mm-hmm. that you need a little downtime mm-hmm. so that you can feel like a human, that you can relate to another person as a human mm-hmm. and make those really valuable connections so that together you work more efficiently yeah. because you have a compassion. Yeah. And we almost had to go away for a year to be able to get back to a center so that we could start that again. Yeah. Because everyone was just so worn out now working um, and having the tracks that we had and being able to be a community, and that's what Remote Year does, um, gave us the opportunity just to uh, tap into other human beings, human beings of other cultures, um, even human beings who are the New Yorkers, um, to just get to know people. Yeah. And now I think we're just not valuing that. We're just valuing the fact that you've got to be grinding 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, if your eyes are open, you're grinding. And if your eyes are not, if you're not grinding, you're asleep. And whatever happened to just being together, even when we're, I mean, this is unique to sit amongst each other and, and the fact that we were forced to put our phones in another place, not that you forced us, but we did this, um, so that we could just talk to each other. Right. Yeah. You know, um, I have a friend who is a recruiter here in New York City, and she said one of the problems that she has with millennials is that they don't know how to look someone in the eye and have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. And, and she said they're just as brilliant as people have ever been in the history of mankind. But they can't speak to each other and they can't look you in the eye. I mean, that's very true. But that is also like, I feel like I'm being devil's advocate, like, and I'm so not like, <laughs> I was cursing my employer for not letting me go. But I guess, yeah, of, of course. And it just makes me think about you're talking about being connected and a community and a family and all that stuff. And I guess. Mm. In looking at what my employer, you see where I'm going, yeah. I think part of their saying no in this is losing me, losing yeah. people. If Rebecca's asking for this, so is everybody else. And know. then no one's within reach. And it's being able to, in this transition, which I think is happening, Absolutely. and more and more people potentially asking for this or more employers having a potential uh, role, a remote role for people, Like, do you think in the on the flip side that we're going to lose that yes. that but touch. do you think do you think like corporate retreats are necessary like a retreat with your whole company for for instance um i mean my company does something like that actually once a year they we yeah. they fly us all down to miami it's yeah. a long weekend of just yeah. nothing hanging out yeah They're, right you know like know that because they want to enforce that sure. sense of community what if you had four months worth 
of that with your entire team, mm -hmm. that's the difference. Right. Because you don't have to be 50 individuals that apply. You could be 50 teammates from one division within your umbrella company. And mm -hmm. your company was like, you know what? Let's see, mm -hmm. let's see this. And there are some companies that are doing that, that will be willing to do that. Mm -hmm. So that's mad progressive yeah. for them. But right, right. Everybody at the table is not ready. But like, awesome. but that is where, where we're heading towards. So yeah, that's mad totally. interesting. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to actually say, um, you've done really interesting like philanthropic travel. So in answering their, uh, Coleman's question actually, like mm -hmm. rewinding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested in that. Like you coming back, I think the question was like, what can you bring back to the table professionally, personally, after this travel you've done? And your travel's different than, than yeah. ours. Yeah, um, I mean, I spent two summers in Nigeria and I was just there for the, the third time this past summer, not for a huge amount of time, just for a couple weeks. Um, and it's always sort of that, culture shock in coming back with just mm -hmm. the general sort of um this might be specific to like west africa because i think people are generally like we were just talking about anthony mordain's mm -hmm. places unknown and oh, when he went to lagos yeah, yeah i think what he portrayed so beautifully was the entrepreneurial spirit that mm -hmm. so many nigerians have it's that get up that grind mm -hmm. and the zero bitching that's done in the process right. no complaining nothing this is what we do we 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 work and we Hustle. And we hustle. Yeah. That's that's perfect. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And I think for me coming back to New York each time and falling into the the madness that is yeah. New York City and the excessive amount of bitching that takes place. Yeah. Um, just from yeah that work standpoint that always yeah. like throws me for a loop. Yeah. I uh, met. I was in Cape Town and I did my first Airbnb experience mm -hmm. and it was running through uh, Township mm -hmm. and. Um, I saw it and I was like, this looks great. I love to run like a local gross. experience, gross. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, we were in Cape Town and we go out to this township. Uh, the guys helped me get a car out there and everything. And we met these two guys that were just incredible, like born and raised in the township, still live there. Mm -hmm. And they've built this business um, with Airbnb experience. They were like number one experience wow. or like super early on. And then they also have this like um, other like ways in which they bring people to the community. And it's all in this hope to build this athletic center in the mm -hmm. school, like that's pretty run down and to bring sports to the school so that kids don't get in trouble. So they have this incredible vision. They mm -hmm. took us around, they're like two of, super hardworking, surrounded by other guys who are really entrepreneurial. They all went to like entrepreneurial business school and, um, and you know, asking questions like how much money have you, have you raised already? Like all of these things. And they're like, well, we're still in the early stages and um, there's all these roadblocks for them, but they never once skipped a beat of like, it's too hard. It's too, or like, you know, uh, it's not big enough. We're not making a big enough impact or it was just more of like, this is what we're doing and we're going to save the world and mm -hmm. do it by, you know, these small things. And then they got invited to Airbnb, had this launch experience, the big party in LA and they were sponsored by them. That's they cool. came up wow. and they couldn't get a visa to come to the United yeah, States. Right. So they've, you know, the, we're here, me and my, my coworker, like one of my really good friends, talking about all of these countries we've gone to and all of this stuff. And it's like, they're like, wow, that's crazy. But not in a jealous way. And they're, they weren't even like, 
mad that they couldn't do it. They're like, one day we'll get there. And I was like, if this was someone in the States and they couldn't do something, like we're just like, we would just be either, you know, we can't do it defeated. Like I'm not making a big enough impact, so I can't do this. But I was just think like, there are so many people who don't have passports Mm -hmm. or companies who like don't appreciate the, like what travel can do. And I think it's, even if you meet one person that's in a, that's, can be inspiring and then you see that how much of a struggle it is for them to even leave their own country like yeah. to go somewhere else it's like you know i just hope that we can it might not be for everybody not not everyone's going to travel the world in that this sense of like you know really immersive travel but if we can get more people and more companies to sponsor like sabbaticals or mm-hmm. you know two-week vacations you have to take it and you have to go somewhere and like we're gonna provide you this I just think everybody's going to be way more globally minded Mm -hmm. and in they're going to be inspired by other things new ideas will come from it and they're just going to be better people people Mm -hmm. to work alongside and like yeah some people might be like I'm not never going to come back and you lose them but you might have lost them as an employee anyway so it's like I just they inspire me like every day and I'm like I don't do nearly as enough enough and uh yeah I think there's so many countless like there are countless ways that people improve yeah in the workplace upon return from from this right like whether it be patience and tolerance mm-hmm. empathetic communication empathetic communication is i think just immeasurable right yeah. like you go you you're plopped down into hanoi um <laughs> vietnam they ain't speaking english there aren't signs in English. Like, it's not for you. And it's so communist. And, right, it's the North of Vietnam. It's not the South Vietnam. So you got to figure it out. And you're in their place where every, every other... There are a lot of other places that cater to, Amer- to um, English-speaking people. <laughs> American-speaking. Um, English-speaking people. Um, or even Western. Right. Yes. And this is not one of those places. So you need to use your hands. You need to look people in the eye to like get your point across. You need to understand that Asians, uh, as a culture, don't care about personal space. Whereas West Westerners care about personal space. So they're here. They're all up in your in your business. And you're like, I gotta. Okay, I just got. This is too much for me. But like, you're not gonna make it there. So then when you do, when you pass the hump of like all these changes that you can't stand, because like Hanoi was my month where I couldn't effing stand it anymore. It was a five week month. Oh my God. I didn't know that. I was in love the entire month. I was in my (laughs) air conditioned apartment every single night that I, like every day. That as long, as much as I could be there, I was there. And I was ordering food in, I didn't care. (laughs) But the one city that I think about always ends up being Hanoi. Where I'm like, I didn't give it enough because I was unwilling to, I was so uncomfortable. I was so uncomfortable, I was unwilling to bend. And I think that being able to go past that hump, which inevitably, because that was month four. Four. That was month four, so we had several months left. (laughs) Like inevitably getting past that hump. Um, You're able to maneuver and adapt and be flexible and pliable in ways that maybe you would never have even considered before, right? Like any idea is really not too much. It's fine. We can work with this. You give me this much, I can. We can make it this much. It's yeah. it's it's no problem. We don't have a whiteboard, and we needed that for this presentation that we're gonna have in front of. Yeah, like okay, yeah. it's fine. We have a projector. Like I don't know. Yeah. I'll make it. We can do charades. Like it'll be fine. <laughs> um, and you just become more of a thinking, I think, creative person because mm-hmm. you have to work with what you have, which we have everything here. 
We have everything, especially in New York, but in America, we have everything. Mm -hmm. Places that have so little, they still make it work. Yeah. Yeah. With each other. So, oh. so much community and so much togetherness and it takes a village to raise all, all of us together. Like, mm-hmm. that's something that can most certainly be brought back. I think adaptability oh. is like... Is immense. Yeah. Yeah. And right. what people are... Like, that's the biggest yeah. thing. I, well, I have... Oh. Oh, I was going to say... No, 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 no. I have a... No, I have a question for you. So, like, and this happens all the time because, you know, R- Remote Year has... Uh, like a thousand, fifteen hundred people, whatever, and that's a small number mm-hmm. in the world of like mm-hmm. people who do this crazy, right. crazy stuff. Um, and the way we talk about travel is like, you know, immersive. And uh, do you feel intimidated like talking about Great travel? Yeah, like yeah. you know, people who don't travel as much. I, I think I if, with my sisters, I like push it. I'm like, oh, we should go to this crazy place, and I'm like, no, like. Yeah. I'm not there yet. Let's yeah. go somewhere else. And um, but they're still traveling, and that's great. So I would just love to hear your view of like. Uh, I don't think I quite have that same type of passion for travel. Yeah. I mean, but it's not making like we're not making you feel any sort of way. No, I'll tell you the the thing that has been going through my mind, which is probably <laughs> maybe a little bit more of the corporate type of thing. Sure. I'm sitting here looking this number on the balance sheet. How do I justify it? <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm looking at all of these things you guys are talking about. Adaptability, you know, create a big yes, habit. How do you Those are great yeah. skill sets to have in my employees. But how do I make that number on the balance sheet reflect that so I can sell it internally right. to where I can pay for you to do that? Mm-hmm. I've got the wheels turning. I Because I, from my perspective, have to justify that number. Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. And everything you guys have said are great things that I think any employer would love to have in their employee. But then but what you if still you have, have to, to pay sell for it. What if you as a company, like, it didn't adjust your costs? And How do we do that? Like, I would pay yeah. for it. So it comes well, out of my pocket. So you it's a personal me. expense? Oh, yes, yeah, absolutely. We, you, yeah. we personally pay for remote year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Out of, you know, remote year is the same. Actually, remote year, uh, the monthly fee is less than my rent here in New York City. Really? Yes. And that includes what? That includes the transfers from country to country, my home, as well as my Super co-working, art, space, co-working space, and the and, and the events through the through the month. I pay for my own food, so basically, you're just paying for my salary. But the fact of the matter is, okay. you're not paying for me to be in your building and having to use the resources mm-hmm. that are within your building. So you don't have to have the real estate for me to be able to sit there. Uh-huh. Um, I can electronically communicate with you anytime that you need for me to do so. And even when, uh, I don't know what happens with um, your, your vacation, what am I trying to say? Accounting-wise, vacation is something that's very different accounting-wise than you being an employee. Mm-hmm. So how you want to carry me on your books could be um, a savings for you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, even with me buying my own travel insurance and me not being on your insurance, which every time you pay insurance for an employee, because I know you carry the heftier load than I do, you could even take me off your insurance and then you could pay for my yep. travel insurance, which will be less money yep. than what you're going to be paying yearly. Okay. So That's this a is a way one. to justify it because, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm an employee too. <laughs> so this is, this is a, a way you can justify the expense and you're going to get an employee who, are, who is um, more productive because they're, they're packing everything that they need to do into this small ball of time because they want to do other things that you're going to mm-hmm. see on the Instagram. Um, and you're going to get someone who is going to be more adaptable, more malleable, who's going to be a better employee. 
you have to take care of the employees at home. There's nothing as a single employee that I can do about that. Mm -hmm. But that's a decision that you have to make. But for financial reasons, there are hard numbers that you can point to, yeah. which will make this work. By now, you may have realized that we have absolutely no resolution to these chatters, and we don't really plan to. So the idea is that we're provoking the conversations that need to happen with people outside of your circles. They're uncompromising, but authentic. So bring this conversation to your own table, and please, please, please tell us how it went again. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Patreon. Text us. Email us. We want to know these conversations must, must, must happen. So before you go, I just want to take a moment to thank our super quality guests who are so willing to be honest and vulnerable and really unaware of what's going to happen before they get to the table and allow it to happen as organically as you watch it, as well as my dope team, Colton, Rachel, Mary Pat and Phil. Thank you guys so much. See you next time.